Welcome to the Team Creek Tribe Podcast. This is Shihan Frank Skasha, and we're on episode number 10. Thanks for checking in with us again. Let's get started. All right, so today we have Anthony Loria with us, and um, we're going to do a quick little interview to talk about your training and what got you involved, and, and let's kind of start right with that. So, when you came to us, um, it wasn't for your own training initially, right? Correct. Tell us about it. I wanted my daughter to get involved in martial arts. Um, we tried to school when she was three years old um, in Palm Beach County. And okay. she went for a couple of classes. And then one day the instructor came over with these clickers to get the kids' attentions. And it scared her. Mm. And she never went back to the class again. So we let it sit for about two years and she switched from North Broward Preparatory School to public school. So I kept seeking schools. Her and I must have went to about, I'm going to say about a good four or five schools in the area, and they were crowded. Uh, Some did homework after school, and she just wasn't comfortable with it. She didn't like the big crowd. She didn't like people in there. And you're referring to karate schools. Karate schools. Yeah. And then... We were just driving back home down Lyons, and we seen karate across. So I said, do you want to check this out? She's like, no, I want to go home. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, it's typical. So we just stopped in real quick, and she met Renchi. As soon as she walked in the door, Renchi greeted her, and I was out of the conversation ever since. <laughs> so there was a great warm welcoming welcoming um, for about a good uh, majority of the time we were here. It was Wrenchy and Nikki talking. Sure. And then right after that, we were coming back for class. And it was a journey. It just didn't start there. You know, she didn't like it. She didn't want to come. Right. Um, So I gave her different choices of what she could do. And this was really like school for her. Right. So if you want to wear a different color shirt, you want to put your hair up, those were the choices. So for about six months... Uh, if it wasn't for Renchi, I don't know if we would be here today. Right. For six months, she cried. Uh, she didn't want to go out there. Um, what, what do you think was the, the, the concern from her point of view? Do you, do you know? Did she ever say what it was? Or was it, do you have a sense of what it was? Yeah, we talked about it a lot. Okay. Uh, it was hard for her. She couldn't grasp it right away. Mm-hmm. She felt awkward doing all the moves. Sure. She didn't like getting hit. She didn't like punching anybody. She right. was afraid that she was going to hurt somebody. Right. So it was more so once she started getting a level of self-confidence that, hey, this makes sense. And then when she went from white belt to yellow belt, it really, she was like, wow, I could do this. Right. You know, she felt the sense of accomplishment. Sure. And really what helped it when a lot of the private sessions really gave her a boost of self-esteem and self-confidence. Yeah, you utilized the private sessions quite a bit in the beginning, which I think helped her get over some of those hurdles, right? Like gave her the um, the chance to, to keep increasing her skill without the, the anxiety of being in the group initially that it, it, it was a little bit, um, you know, that maybe made her anxious to be part of the, the group class um, as much in the beginning like now it's no issue, right? Not a, not a problem at all. But in the beginning, um, maybe she had a little bit of a perfectionist mindset, right? Like we sh- she felt like if she wasn't perfect at it, then she wasn't any good, right? But exactly. little by little, we started to 
help her to understand that it's it's not about perfection it's about progress right just making as long as i'm making progress then i'm winning mm-hmm. if i'm if i'm um spinning my wheels and not making any progress that's frustrating for anybody for sure yeah so um there, you notice something big when she went from white to yellow there was right? a major and, shift yeah uh like uh like a noticeable change in confidence correct yes yeah so what what happens after that uh as it progressed in the belt levels when she was you know she went to yellow belt and she went to orange belt um she was really adjusting it was going a lot smoother she when it came to sparring she would cry before she would go out on the floor because she didn't want to go out there right and i didn't give in i just stayed there for her supported her right and made her make the choice of how she wanted to stop crying and she went out on the wrench. He would always come and grab her. Right. And she took her out there. And she eventually she got adjusted to it. Sure. That's, <clears throat> that's an important piece because a lot of kids will display um, that kind of emotion, right? At, at, for one thing or another, they'll break down and cry. And, um, and it could be a fear of, of sparring. It could be a fear of um, something sometimes it's not even a fear it's just a like I don't want to do it kind of thing and it brings them to tears um, what how did you manage that how did you see that happening and not and not come from a point of well you know my little girl is crying and I need to protect her and I need to take her out of this <clears throat> environment why why did you feel like even though she's crying I need to get her past this like where did, where did you come from with that thought I think a lot of it came from my childhood mm-hmm. that if I quit something, you know, my parents always said, well, you don't have to go back. And then I kept going on to every sport and never completed any of them. Mm-hmm. So I knew if I gave in to her, I was really helping her fail. Right. And I knew that if we just stayed the course and we got past this, that she would be more successful in motivating herself. Yeah. Fantastic. It's funny because I have a similar story. Like being um, a kid, I tried so many different sports and one by one I, I would quit them, right? I would, some of them mid-season. Like I remember being in a, a, a ba- on a baseball team and giving up mid-season because uh, I was in, in the outfield and a ball got hit to me. And when I went to get it, like I, I was too far away from to catch it. So when it hit the ground, I I lowered down to to scoop up the ball and it went through my legs and then I you know had to turn around go after it then I tried to throw the ball it didn't have a good enough arm so I couldn't throw the ball mm-hmm. far enough so what should have really been like a single turned out to be like a, a home run an inside <laughs> home run because by the time I got the ball to like that and then that guy overthrew the next throw like it was just this series of errors one yeah. after another that and I remember that sp- particular day I, I, was, I took my hat off. I took my jersey off. I said, I'm, I'm, I quit. I'm done with this. And, and um, you know, in the moment, it felt like the right thing to do because I was so embarrassed. And I, I just didn't want to face that, right? But what ultimately ended up happening is it makes you feel like a quitter. It makes you feel like a failure because you, you know you didn't complete something that you started, right? And, and for me, it was kind of like you described, like, each thing I was doing, I was giving up on, and it became habitual. It became something that became my habit. I was giving up on things when they got tough, right? And then it wasn't until I found karate that um, it, it kind of opened my eyes to this whole thing of like, you know, 
it's a progression. It, it is about progress. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna fail sometimes, but um, that failure is just a temporary kind of feedback, right? To tell you, you know, the way you just did that isn't the right way. So you have to make some adjustments, and now you'll be more successful in, in the future. So I can totally relate to that that idea of like feeling like a, a quitter, and if you um, and if you allow that to continue, then throughout your whole life, that's what's going to be happening. You just you, follow that you know i give up when it gets hard instead of finding a way to get through it overcoming the obstacles and that kind of thing fantastic so now she's doing better in classes um and and you're on the sidelines and you're watching right and i remember we kind of approached you and say when are you going to get out there right and for a while you know you would be like yeah yeah maybe someday um take us through that that journey a little bit i i think my my journey with it coming aboard is my daughter was a big motivating factor in me joining mm-hmm. and i think that when she went from purple belt when the, she excelled in sparring because yellow and orange are a lot different than purple and higher sure. we really doubled down on the private lessons and i think that's when i really started to leave her alone and let Wrenchie and, and you mm-hmm. um, take her, right. you, you know, and do what you do on training the students. Right. And she started getting so much better. You had a lot of faith in us, right? You would, you would literally leave. You would literally get yeah. your car and drive away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was best because I've learned that with my hands on it, she was always looking at me, always looking for my approval. It was hurting her more than helping her. Mm. So by me distancing myself, she just took off. Yeah. And she was amazing. Right. So she kept asking me, she's like, are you going to join? Are you going to join? I was like, we'll see. She's <laughs> like, what do you mean we'll see? She really persistent about it. Right. So, you know, I had a right shoulder injury. I didn't want to come in. You know, I can't get my arm up all the way. So I had some limitations of going back to the childhood of I can't do this. It's not going to work out. Right. Here we go again. Right. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So Santa Claus last year bought me a package to Team Creek. Right. And um, it's been a great experience with her and I, and she has helped me so much because she's a higher belt level, and we've been like two motivating factors for each other. Yeah, it's been like our sport that we do together. Yes, you, you know, sure. So. Fantastic. That's we we love um, we love when when that happens because we know that that's a real possibility. It's a, it's a what can make a, a parent and a child bond even closer than they already had prior to, um, you know, being involved in a, an activity together. And even though you guys are involved in the, in the activity together, it's not like you're in the same class, right? But yet there's still a bonding experience that goes on because you can practice together, right? You can talk about things together. You can, you can share your experience um, that you're both having with each other. And it does make, make for, um, you know, that, that extra special relationship that, it may not happen um, without that, right? Um, so, what, so you, you finally, um, you finally got off the sidelines and got involved in the <laughs> in the class. And um, what was your initial reaction to being in the class? Like, like I don't, I don't think I know. Like, were you immediately like, I love this? Were you like, okay, I, 
this is you know I'm doing it, but I'm doing it for my daughter. You know, like like give me give me some feedback as to like how you experienced getting involved. Sure, my initial time um, is when she had me for um, uh, it was bring a friend day mm -hmm. and. Yous allowed her me to be her friend. That's right. To come out there. I remember that. No. And, and I was out there. And my heart's beating a thousand miles a minute. I'm saying, what did I get myself into? That's right. It took what I the cardio I do to a whole nother level. Right. So then after that, she's like, you're going to join. And this was coming into the new year. So once I was out there the first night, I said, what, what, what did I do? Yeah. I said, this is so much cardio and everything. Next day I was so sore. Mm -hmm. But I came back. Yeah. I was very, very motivated. You know, when I commit to do something, I don't quit. I follow through with it, right. regardless of what the outcome is. Mm -hmm. And that's what I set forth to do. And, you know, then I started taking private sessions because I wanted to become more experienced. Right. You know, in sparring, there were some areas where I was lacking, you know, and I felt that a one-on-one -on -one would be more successful for me than in a group when it was just going around. Sure. And it worked out amazing. Right. You know, and I even got a lot of feedback from the students like, wow, what are you doing? Yeah. They, it was noticeable. Right away. Right away. Yeah. Instantly. And, and that gave me the self-confidence as well. Like, wow, they're seeing this. And this has just been a few times with private sessions. Right. Because I saw what it did for my daughter. Yeah. And even with the kata, you know, I started getting more self-confidence moving forward. Like, okay, I could do this. My injury isn't limiting me. Right. You know, and we're moving forward. And it was... I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a really good time. Good. Good. What um what benefits besides you know anything that you just mentioned there were did anything like come out at you as like an unexpected benefit from being involved in the class? Like something you didn't expect would happen? I think that in more areas of my life where I may have been a little stagnant of trying to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. This experience of getting through the katas and getting through the sparring and learning different things and showing up when it was hard pushed me through the other areas where I was just stagnant in my life. Right. You know, it gave me the confidence and to search a little more, explore in different areas to push through and not give up there neither. It's interesting. That's, that's a really good point because I think everybody is affected by that in in some way and they sometimes don't even realize that right like they don't realize that because they're making progress in in their martial arts training because their confidence is getting better and their ability to to perform in front of people while the other people are watching they that that actually has an effect outside of the dojo you know it makes them interact with people differently it gives them a a self uh you know a, a sense of self-confidence um, that they may not even realize what was happening um, until later on down the road. They look back and they go, oh, yeah, you know, things, things really started to change here. And, and maybe I can attribute my training in, in martial arts to, um, you know, what, what kind of was at least a catalyst for that, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, um, you started training already with a previous shoulder injury. And then eventually... The, the shoulder got worse, right? And, yes. and you ended up having to have surgery. Um, and you you were out of training after you got your orange belt, right? Yes. You were almost immediately afterwards. Um, you had surgery, and then you've been out of training for, what was it, seven months? Six, seven months it yeah. was. Yeah, and that's a really long time for someone to be out of training and to stay 
focused on the return, right, and getting back into training. Um, for many people, if they're even out of, away from their training for, let's say, three or four weeks, it's so hard for them to get going again because they've already got in the habit of not being there, right? They, In their mind, they come up with excuses like, well, everybody's everybody that I was with is now so much further ahead of me, right? And I'm, yeah, you're, you're nodding because you, you experienced oh, it. Oh, yeah. You, you, it's, it's human nature to kind of like see, wait, the people I was with, oh, they've – you know, they're ahead of me now. They know this and I don't know it yet. Or they've even tested for their next belt now, you know, and I have. And and, and ultimately, what I've come to realize over, over the years is is um, that doesn't matter. Good for them. They So they learned some things that I didn't learn yet. It doesn't mean that I can't learn them now. It doesn't mean that I can't progress now, right? Um, but I'm interested in, in how, how did you keep the focus to want to come back to actually come back because you now have, you've come back, you've taken, um, you know, a handful of classes since, since getting back, um, after surgery, how, how was it that that was able to happen? It was very discouraging through the process of the surgery coming back. Um, I had the surgery, I got an infection, I'd have surgery again. Um, they didn't want me to have surgery a third time. And that's when I just gave up, you right. know, mentally, you know, I said, I can't believe this. Right. And that's when I emailed you that's right. and I said, I want to terminate my membership. And you were like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Let's sit down and talk first. Right. Cause then they were telling me that, you know, the recovery now is going to be longer, probably next April or May, I'll be able to do these things again. And, and then all of a sudden there was a big shift with everything after you and I had sat down, everything came back. I didn't need surgery again. And I started physical therapy. Yeah. Um, so the coming back of keeping the hope and, and everything, I, lo- I loved it when I was here. It was great working with the students and Renchi and you and uh, Sensei Julian and Mateo. Such a team, a real team effort. Right. And you guys really care right. about the students here. And you, you push them through the sticking points. You just don't leave somebody out. And it was very inspiring. Um, and the motivation that kept me coming back was obviously my daughter. Sure. And now, but I made a commitment when I joined up. I said, I'm going to do this. And when I bought the black uniform, I said, I'm going to do this to black belt. Right. So I made a personal commitment to myself. Yeah. So I got the personal commitment and what experience as a child, you know, of doing something different. So that was my personal commitment. And yeah. com- coming back. All the things that you've just said, I see this one with a green belt. I still got an mm-hmm. orange belt. I can't get my cotton down. I'm tripping over my feet like I didn't know it all. And right. I'm like, but wait a second. You were just out for six months. Right. You started before and look how fast you learned it. Right. <clears throat> and, I'm, and I'm very persistent in when I want to learn something and I feel it coming back. I feel more hope. Yeah. Um, and it just takes time. It's like riding a bicycle. Yeah. It sounds to me like you focused on what, like the the good, the the idea of what you had before the surgery, right? When you focus on the positive, it'll make you feel more positive, right? It it gives you that encouragement. It gives you that, you know, I can get back to this. If you focus on the negative, if you focus on the challenge, the, um, you know, but now I'm, I'm too far behind or, you know, I, w- I won't be able to, maybe you had, 
not necessarily you, but sometimes people think, oh, like I, I thought I would test eventually with so-and-so for black belt, but now they're ahead of me. And so that's not going to happen. Like you, like you, you don't focus on those kind of things because you can't really control that, right? What you can control is the fact that you want to, to lead a certain lifestyle, right? And, and be an example. I know you've said that to me um, a few times about like being an example for your daughter. And if, and if you were to give up, what does that say to her? You know, like, because our kids, our, chi- our kids, our children are, they're watching us much more than they're listening. Right. So like you, you can say things until you're blue in the face, but what they see you do speaks so much more loudly than that. Right. I agree. So, um, yeah, so it, it's been really great to see you follow through with your word, right. To, to really have integrity right like you made a commitment and and you are now following through and i understand what you were going through um when when you sent that email like i need to you know terminate this at this point but isn't it amazing how things work right where there's there was this moment of pause of me saying like whoa let's 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 just take a deep breath. Let's talk about this because I don't really know why you're coming to this conclusion that you need to stop, right? Let's talk about it. Something that I've learned in my life is get a second opinion, (laughs) right? Get a second opinion, maybe even a third opinion, you know? Um, It's it's kind of funny, like, when when a doctor tells you something you don't want to hear, you find another doctor. And you, you, and if that doctor doesn't tell you what you want to hear, you find another doctor, right? Like eventually, you know, you may find somebody who doesn't agree with what these other doctors are saying. And, and all too often, I think people put too much emphasis on the idea that a doctor know, told me this. Well, doctors are just people. And yes, they have a lot of training. They have a lot of knowledge. Um, but they're just people. And sometimes they don't get it right. So getting a second or a third opinion is really important. And in, in your case, you have, you're an example of one doctor's telling you you need surgery again. And then, you know, the next doctor says, wait, no, you don't. I'm like, no, that's not what needs to happen. And imagine if, if there wasn't that moment of like, whoa, let's, yeah. let's just think about this for a second. You know, you'd have been in for a third surgery. Yeah. So I just think it's amazing when you, when you, see that actually play out and it's not just this story that we tell ourselves about like no yeah no just keep getting different opinion but here's here's an example when it really did make a difference and it was for the better like it wasn't just somebody like being neglectful saying you don't need surgery when you really did like you didn't need it and you're doing really well right so amazing um uh, I'm curious to to know if you have any insight on why you think other adults don't get involved in martial arts. Because maybe for a while you were here for your daughter, but like you weren't getting involved. Um, do you have any insight on like why you think? Because because you see a lot of parents on the side and other adults that. They're in the building, but they're not involved. Do you have any, any not that you have inside information, but like that, any thoughts, any um, ideas of why you, what, what you think might prevent 
other people from wanting to get started? Maybe it's just because you've felt some of those things in the past as well. I think from my own experience and people that I've spoke to, um, it's the commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, even for myself, I've been working out for a real long time. I do cardio. This is a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. You know, this is really building your endurance. And I think the mindset that I had to really make a shift with is not to look at it as, a, as I'm, I'm, a, I'm at an end point, like a destiny. Mm-hmm. Like there's a journey here. Right. And there's going to be intervals of ups and downs. Right. And I have to be ready for it, but I have to make that commitment. And just the lack of, hey, I'll never need this. Why should I do this? Right. Um, wow, it'll take me three years. I don't want to make that commitment. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to pay the money for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I might not go. But it's really a commitment that you have to make to yourself to follow through with it. Right. Because there's long days that I don't want to come to class. Sure. But I know once I get here, that long day is gone. Now it's about class and I go home and go to sleep. Yeah. I feel so much better. In the end, you feel better that you that you can. That I showed up and stuck to my commitment instead of letting the entire day just overrule me. Yeah. It's like giving up on the day. For sure. For sure, yeah, that is um, that. That's something that that plays out a lot with people. Yeah, that they're home and they're talking to themselves. Oh, I don't know if I want to go. I'm a little tired. It was a hard day at work. And if you allow those thoughts, you, you often will talk yourself out of it. But if if you can just get, if you can just take action, right? Anthony Robbins says action creates motivation. You know, if you just just start putting your sneakers on, <laughs> you know, you're a lot more likely to actually go for the run. Mm-hmm. But if you just sit there and think, should I go for the run? Should I should I get up and go for the run? You'll talk yourself out of it. You'll yeah. you'll grab the clicker and you'll start watching TV, right? So, yeah, and then you always feel so much better afterwards after you took that class. You, you have you, earlier you felt like you didn't have any energy now you worked out and you're full of energy right you should be more tired because you just worked out but but it makes you feel invigorated right and I think a lot of times too from my own experience what I a lot of things I had to change when I started had to change my diet had to increase my cardio I had to go to every day for me to sustain the stamina that I needed to get through certain exercises. Mm. Even breathing, I had to learn how to breathe. So there was more things than just showing up at the class. There was no more ice cream at night. Mm. You know, I had to maintain a regimen diet if I wanted to give it 100% and not 50%. Right. And I've accomplished all them things. Yeah. And, you know, starting that process now uh, to where I was before, gave me the confidence that, hey, this is a journey now. We're back on the journey, so we have to do what's going to make us more successful in class. Right. And I remember, you know, you you and I had a conversation about the fact that it is a journey and not a destination, right? I remember that being kind of like a light bulb moment for you, right? Right. And and you saying, um, you know, when I really thought about that, that made such a difference to me. It's not just about it's not just about getting a black belt, right? It's about about enjoying the process from here to there, mm-hmm. and and getting a black belt is really about becoming a black belt. It's not it's not about the cloth. It's not about someone handing you this this black 
cloth um, that you're going to wear around your waist, it's what that represents, right? And if you truly didn't go through that process and someone gives it to you, it doesn't doesn't mean anything, right? Um, Like I, I, I will share that with the kids a lot. I'll say, you know, who wants to wear my belt? And if you and if if I let them put it on, now are you? Does that make you a six three black belt? And some of them are like, yes. And like, no, it doesn't, right? Because you didn't do the things that it takes. So, um, you know, if somebody um, hands you something in any any arena that you didn't earn, you you might take a picture with it, and you know, here's my trophy. But if you didn't earn it, you know, deep down inside, you didn't you didn't deserve it. You didn't really earn it. And so that's what I hope people get um, it, from their own training is not just wanting the black belt but wanting to become a black belt right and really internalizing it and so it's really nice to watch you um, kind of realize that and, and see that and go through some of the challenges that you've already gone through at a pretty early stage in your training when it's so so volatile for someone early stages that that's when a lot of people quit like mm-hmm. even between white and yellow belt, they'll try it as a white belt. They don't even make it to yellow belt, and they've already given up, right? So to to see you be successful with some serious, you know, injury, overcoming injury and overcoming being on the sidelines for six months, I'm completely impressed. You know, like you you you've wowed me um, with your ability to to stay focused and and to live with integrity because you said you were going to do this and you you follow through. In this day, we find less people. You know, less and less people that really have that integrity of their word. You know, they say they say it one day, but then the next day they they change their mind. I don't feel that way anymore, and nothing's really happened in between. So you had a lot of what might some people might think are legitimate reasons why some somebody could give up on on their original reasons, like serious shoulder injury that you went through. You know, two surgeries and people could say yeah but that's that's a real that's a valid reason why he would step away from it and and so for you to not do that i'm i'm again i'm really impressed so kudos kudos to you thank you (laughs) um so in in, we've covered a lot today and um i think it's been really great in in kind of wrapping this up do you have any other, other thoughts in terms of like that maybe ways that you look at your training or ways that you look at this training for your daughter or for the two of you together anything that you want to share that you think might be important for any of the listeners well what we do with with nikki especially is that everything in life that she does or she struggles with or she needs a coach with we refer here to team creek this is our stepping stone for her so if she has to do anything in school we refer to you have a coach at karate. You have Shihan Renchi, Mr. Mateo, Sensei Julian. That's how we view these other things in life. And you remember when you went from this belt to that belt to this belt? You said you didn't think you were able to do it. And look how you achieved everything. You're going to be a brown belt now next month. And a big smile comes. You got first place sparring. All the things you couldn't do. Right. So what could we do? to make ourselves better here. That's our stepping stone, what we do. There's a lot of leverage in that. A lot. It's yeah. solid It's solid success for her, and she's very, very well aware of it. Mm-hmm. And she holds it proudly. She's starting to connect with it more now. It's making sense for her. Yeah. You know. That's, that's I'm glad you said that about, like, using us as leverage. Um, you know, what did you learn from 
from your experience at, at the dojo. Um, because the truth is, so many times we see that kids put more emphasis on what we tell them than what their own parents tell them at times, right? It shouldn't be that way. I don't think kids should put more emphasis on what we say than, uh, than their own parents, but I've just seen that to be the truth. Parents tell me, like, if I, if I threaten to tell you, meaning me, that they've done something, no, 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 don't tell no, right? Don't, don't tell Sheehan. I'll, I'll change, I promise. Don't tell Renji. No, I, I, I'll be better. I'll do, you know, and it's just amazing that the old saying of, like, children are, are likely to, like, help their friend clean their garage than they will be, you know, before they clean their own garage, right? For some reason, sometimes they're more willing to do, like, something outside of the home, you know, or they're more apt to listen to what we're telling them than their <laughs> own parents. And uh, like I said, I, I, I don't think it should be that way. But knowing that it is often that way, I think parents should use us as leverage. Um, you know, if something's, if a behavior is happening that they don't like, use us as leverage and actually follow through. Don't just threaten it. Don't just threaten to tell us, but actually tell us, right? Because we have in a lot of times helped people get through some situations where they weren't able to get through to their own kids. But when we say it, the kids listen better. Mm-hmm. So, and I, Nikki hasn't really been that way where you've had to bring that, but yeah. I'm, I'm gl- really glad to hear that you're able to use the positive side of, of connecting the dots with, with her martial arts training to helping her overcome something else that might be challenging to her. Even if she's doing homework and she drifts off, I, like you say to the students, I say, did you go on vacation on me? <laughs> and I say, focus, ma'am. You know, she brings it right back. Right. Same thing here. We use it at home. And she's very adapt to that language. She gets three, four times a week, every right. day, every right. week. She's hearing this and she gets, pays attention. That's a, that's a good point for um, having parents understand the the benefit of them being on the sidelines, actually paying attention to class, right? Because I've noticed that you, you when you're here watching Nikki in class, you're not just reading a book or playing on your phone, but you're you're paying attention to the class and you're listening, right? And you're hearing the things I say. And sometimes I, I'll have a, a, a hint of humor in what I say. And I always hear your laugh, you know, like you get it. Um, but, but parents that aren't here, if they drop their kids off and go do errands, which sometimes you have to do, I understand that. But, um, but when they're here and they're, and they're actually here listening, they're absorbing and, and then they have those moments of things that they can relate to their kids. They can, they can bring those, those items back up. Like remember when Shihan said this in class and you know, like I, I hear that from time to time where parents will, they'll talk about what the message of the week was and say, well, what was the message this week? You know, Oh, well, what does that mean? And they'll, they'll tie it back in. And I'll even hear examples of like, they'll say, you know, I didn't think my child was listening but they told me like oh this is like the message this week this is mm-hmm. you know this is uh, this is the example of the you know whatever we were talking about so it's it's pretty amazing when that kind of stuff happens so um again it's it's been a uh, a really great um experience with you and Nikki being here i think you guys are off to a great great start um like you said Nikki's coming up for brown 
yeah. a week from today. Yeah. That's going to be a big, exciting, uh, Very exciting uh, change because she's going to go from what we call being an intermediate student to being an advanced student. Yeah. Right. And everything changes. Yeah. And, and, and what, what's expected of her is that much more. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember getting a brown belt was like, aside from black belt, was like my favorite belt to get because when you tell somebody you're a brown belt, they're like, oh, wow, you're, you know, like they, they understand brown is like up there, right? Tell somebody you're a yellow belt or a purple belt or, what, you know, like they don't really know what that means if they're not in martial arts. Right. But, but when you hear brown, you're like, oh, wow, like, wow, you must be good. <laughs> so I remember getting my brown belt. And I was like, finally, finally I'm to a belt that mm-hmm. I, I feel like I could, you know, be proud of, yeah. which is kind of silly, but that's how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Well, thank you for uh, for joining me today and, and sharing your story a little bit with our listeners. And uh, I guess we'll wrap it up from there. Thank you. Sound good? Thanks for having me. All right. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.